Hey everyone, welcome to the show, LE2B. I'm Tom McCaffrey. I'm here with Eric B. Um, rate and review would... this podcast. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Rate and review, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Um, we haven't had a show. This is our first show back since the Christmas break. Um, and buy um, Silk City Hot Sauce. Um, go to SilkCityHotSauce.com. That's our sponsor. Uh, if you use the promo code Brooklyn, you get 15% off anything you buy there. And uh, buy it. It's my favorite. Great hot sauce. Um, that, so, was a, that was a big pig, by the way. A big what? <laughs> So this is how I discover music now because it's a really good song. It's been in oh, my head. Oh, that song. Oh, okay. Yeah, have you heard it? And they use it in some kitchen KitchenAid commercial, and it's this new singer, and it's it's now it's stuck in my head the whole time. So it's a good song. Yeah, that's a pretty good song. That's basically how they have to get it out to the public now. Is like in commercials. Yeah, you know when that really kind of started uh, with Moby, Moby? and yeah. Play, where he just put the whole album in a million commercial, and that all those songs were great for TV commercials. Um, and then you just like before the album even came out, you knew the whole album. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. Now it's it's the opposite of how it used to be. It was always like a, a, a total sin mm-hmm. a travesty to uh, sell your song to a commercial. They were like, no way. I, which I, I mean, I never really I mean, I guess I got it, but I just was like that. You know, they're like, no way. We're not going to have that song in a commercial it ruins the song like anyone fucking care. Like Michael Jackson did that to the Beatles. Remember Michael Jackson bought all their songs mm-hmm. and then started selling them to like Nike and stuff. So they were all mad because yeah, they, like revolution. I, I think it's like back in the day, Jim Morrison, they wanted to use Light My Fire for something and he nixed it because he was a real artist. But they used it. They did it behind his back or something. Oh, they did. For like a, for like a car or something. Right, right, right. I think he, yes. That's changed though, right? Like the whole view of commercials now, it's like it used to be thought of as like you were a sellout and you were like, it was like, it was, you weren't taken seriously if you did it, but no one cares about that. I don't think you can really even sell out anymore. What is that? No, because I think we've talked about this before. Like if you were a big star, you would, you would do commercials in like Japan or something like that. Um, and some people would find them on the internet and it was a big deal. Now it doesn't matter. I mean, like the biggest stars are in every commercial Clooney and um, yeah. So it's like, it's so stupid. It's like, no, you're not allowed to make $3 million for one day. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's the whole point of like what they worked their whole life so that they could do that. Yeah. Like Jennifer Aniston, you know, she does a ton. Yeah. At this point, it's like who fucking. So anyway, I, yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous. And so now that's a way of. Yeah, because I don't even hear new music anymore. I don't listen to the radio. No, it's, so it's a way to break through. I mean, you, I guess Spotify and things like that. But you know, so is, t- before, so is Spotify not? They took all the st- the stand up off of it. That was the last I heard of that. Yeah, um, I just read actually something online today. It was one a musical artist. I forgot who it was, and he was showing the money uh, that all the streaming services pay you. Uh, for one stream or how much how many streams they have to stream before you get a dollar and how many is it and it varied from different companies uh like youtube was the worst like you you would have to stream it a thousand times to get one dollar um okay that explains my (laughs) (laughs) my bank account um then there was uh the, the one that was the best was strangely napster which i didn't even know was still around and I guess they pay the artists pretty well 
even though that's probably because nobody uses it. Yeah, that I did. I did not know that was around since mm. after you know two thousand. <laughs> since Metallica I didn't even know that was a whole. I didn't even know that was a platform where it was about paying people. I thought the whole point was stealing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you remember when Napster came out? Because that I do remember that that fucking did. Yeah, it was. Thing. It was huge. It was like I mean that was the beginning of the end. It was just like um. But it's funny now they're the ones paying the most. That was the whole point is that they didn't want to pay anybody. Right. Um, That's a good point. But do you remember when you first used it? You're like I can't. I couldn't write. Like I was. I spent like the first few days just downloading t- tons of songs because I'm like I can't believe this is real. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Miley Cyrus. Yeah, it was Spice like, Girls 2000, I think. Um, no, I remember uh, it was like 2000, and I mean, I still hadn't, I don't think I had it. I was barely even on the internet at that point, but I knew a guy who was really into downloading music and, and burning CDs, mm-hmm. and he always was telling me about it. And I lived in LA at the time, so I was, you know, and that's such a car culture, so I always was listening to CDs in my car, and um he was i was like so you can just get a song like and there was a song that like i had heard once when i was like 12 it was by golden earring i saw a video on mtv that they did and i was like oh my god this is the greatest song and they like never played it again i i heard later i guess they banned it in the u.s oh, wow. and, um i looked for it for i was probably like 12 and i would this was like i was probably like 28 when this guy said this and um i just blew my mind and then he showed up the next day with the song and i was like wait a minute there's this is insane like what do you i was like i've never been able to find this song anywhere and i still remember like it blew my mind that would that i could just and then the fact that i could just find any song was the craziest right because you remember you would the worst was always like when you liked one song and sometimes you could it was hard to find but let's say you did find it and it was only like one, it was like the one good song on an album or a CD, and you'd have to buy the whole entire CD for that one song. Yeah. And that's why, the, the, you know, if you ever saw that documentary about Tower Records that they had a few years back, I mean, these guys were just printing money. They were just, you would, because CDs were actually less expensive than tapes, but they were charging $20 for them. Yeah. A- and they just got massacred when Napster came out. Good. No one felt Is bad it- for them, though. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, totally. And then, um, yeah, it was mind blowing. But then they start doing that with iTunes. I had a joke about it. It's weird. This is this joke is like an enigma to me. Like, I think it's so funny, and like it, it never, it like bombs so bad. Like, like I guess maybe no, maybe is iTunes even a thing anymore? Do people go mm. on iTunes to buy? I things? mean, people don't really download songs anymore. They, I like to do it. Uh, I do it, not maybe not completely legally, but. Um, yeah. I like to have the hard copy on my phones just in case if I'm not in Wi-Fi. But yeah, everyone just streams. Well, so they started doing a thing on iTunes where they did the same thing. If there, there would be one a song on the album, and the only way to get the song was to buy the whole album. Oh, and it was right. Basically, like telling you this is the only good song they have. So it's kind of <laughs> like they're holding their one good song hostage. But it's yeah. like I'm, I don't want to buy the, this these songs. And I was like, imagine if they pulled that when you try to buy other things. <laughs> if people and they're like, oh, you want to buy this coffee table? You also have to buy these fifteen shitty songs I wrote. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I, I think now that those. jokes is a little you know behind the times. I think it definitely is. I yeah. do remember one thing they would do is like sometimes the better songs they would charge a dollar twenty nine for. And this mo- other songs they paid ninety nine cents, and like it was just funny. Like the best song in the world was only worth thirty cents more than the fucking worst song in the world. 
according to right, iTunes. Right. Yeah, like Wonderwall is one twenty nine, and, <laughs> and then um, whoever sh- I don't even know who the fucking people you know, like Rick Astley is like ninety nine cents. <laughs> that should be like you should be paying me. Um, I you know it's funny. I just I was filling out a job application the other day, and you know they have like years of experience for something. They had a they had an option where you can say negative. You can go to negative numbers. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, I have negative two years experience in this. <laughs> it's going to take me two years to catch up to knowing nothing at this job. <laughs> That's a funny joke. <laughs> it's just like why is that an option though? You're letting me. <laughs> All right, another few weeks, and I'll know absolutely nothing about what goes on at Starbucks. Um, all right, so let's. You want to get so let's get to the, the big story. Ghislaine Maxwell, right? Breaking news. Yeah, this happened literally thirty. Oh, is that the breaking news? Sound? I don't know. I should have. Want to talk about like something that's out of touch? Like that iTunes joke. Oh, it's out of touch. Aren't you doing like the noise from like the seventies? Literally, the, the news coming over um, a machine. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is Walter Winchell or all the ships at sea. Here's breaking news. Uh, um, yeah. So she got 65 years. Ghislaine Maxwell, of course, the uh, uh, sidekick. Would you call it sidekick? Or I don't really know. I never really knew what it was. She was kind of like the um, like the madam or, or someone yeah. like the recruiter almost. Right. right. Like she would kind of find the chicks that he wanted to bang. And um and then kind of lore. So I basically, I think she was found guilty of five of the six counts. Which I'm like shocked by. I was, I was sure she was not going to get anything. Well, I don't. I was sure know, she was going to get cut a, off. Yeah, cut but. a deal. I mean, don't they want names, or maybe they don't want names? Apparently, they don't want names. I mean, like it's so obvious <laughs> that like Bill Clinton <laughs> and who the prince and fucking Trump. I mean, they yeah. clearly fucked these teenagers. Like in his plane, right? I don't know if it was in the plane, it was on the island. I I have a feeling they weren't able to wait till they got to the (laughs) island. (laughs) It's kind of like Westworld, you know, like when we talk about how when you go to Westworld, they would fuck chicks while they were like getting ready to go into the train to go to Westworld. Like, like, all right, well, you can fuck people here. I just feel like they, if you're that horrible, you're probably getting blown (laughs) off the plane. Yeah, I think we um, talked about that once. I was watching it. Dude. You, as you're like in the locker rooms, ready to go to Westworld, like women just fuck you. Like I wouldn't make it out of the locker rooms. Like why would you even want to get out of the locker rooms? Like twelve girls yeah, are just yeah. blowing you, and you're like, why do I need to even go into Westworld? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. How was Westworld? I didn't. I didn't get that. <laughs> I can tell you how locker room world was. <laughs> it's just a bunch of chicks blowing me. I didn't even, I, you know, and I thought about it. I didn't really need the cowboy thing on top of it. Um, but yeah, I don't. So, you know, I was looking at the charges and almost everyone is enticement of a minor to um, 
do sexual acts or something. And um, I didn't, you know, I, I know what entice means, but it's Good funny how that's in every single um, charge, which it just kind of sounds like you're like, hey, do you want to come fuck my boyfriend? Well, like, from, okay, yeah. he, has a, he has candy. <laughs> <laughs> well, from what I remember, and I, I, you know, this is a story right of that. They would like offer. He's like a gajillionaire, and he would like offer girls like a few hundred bucks just to come back to his apartment, which seems to be, as a Jew, I can say this: even a Jew was is cheap when it comes to enticement. You know, of a sex, right? Yeah, but, but they're all like teenagers, like fifteen year olds. So a hundred or two hundred bucks is probably like, like no yeah. new girl in their mid twenties would be like, here's a couple like a hundred dollars. Can you come back to this guy's apartment? Well, maybe they would. I don't know. Well, wasn't the whole thing that they kind of tricked them? Like it was like, oh, we he wants a massage. And right. I mean, first of all, if anyone's like, hey, come over here and this guy wants a massage and you're not like a masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, this guy wants a massage. I don't do that. Oh, no, he just thinks you'd be good at it. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, clearly you're, he wants you to like jerk. The, the thing I don't really understand about like I understand. First of all, wasn't he really rich? I mean, he's a billionaire, right? Or right. something. So I don't understand these guys like they're billionaires, but why? Like they can't get women at that point. Like, well, why do you need to do that at that point? Well, he's I mean, I think the answer to that one is a little obvious. I mean, he's underage. Yeah, he needs the the underage and that, you know, I don't know. Just is that what it is? It's a mental thing like they had because I've talked about this, too, like. What, what a 17 18 year old chick just isn't get, like have you ever seen an 18 year old chick and be like Ew, no way <laughs> <laughs> that hag it's just kind of i mean i see 15 year old chicks and they don't you know this sound but like they usually don't look like women yet i, I mean i uh, guess that's part of the um it is that's part of the affliction that you just want something that's not is that part of that must be part of the turn on? Does something happen when you're just a billionaire? You just normal sex just doesn't cut it anymore. It's like you just need to ruin well, everyone's think, life. Yeah, I think this guy always had that issue though. Because you remember Trump, who he's, years yeah, back, was some interview yeah. and he was like, uh, you know, when he said he liked Epstein, he goes, I like him. He likes women on the younger side. This was like an actual quote. This was like from yeah. 20 years ago. Like he knew back then. There's literally a quote for every horrible thing <laughs> you can anything horrible. You can find Trump saying a quote about it, that he that he's mm-hmm. into it. Um, so do you think she's going to I can't she's got well, how much time is she facing like 60 years? She hasn't been sentenced yet, but maybe she will. Maybe she, I mean, she'll give up names to get. So do, all right. Can we, so the Jeffrey Epstein, do you think he killed himself or someone I mean, killed him? I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but if I had to believe one, I mean, that one was just real suspicious. Was yeah, it, was, that one's. I don't even think you need to be conspiracy theorist for that <laughs> one. That's like kind of like you know, and I think OJ did it. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's like <laughs> no, but that one's pretty. <laughs> um, I mean, I never really thought about it, but he, he must have been. But why isn't she being murdered? They're they're stopping, they're protecting her or something. I guess after that, you can't you can't go to that well twice. I think before people it's like imagine if she got she killed yeah. herself too you know but it's like when uh, oswald killed kennedy and then people were like oh, that's kind of suspicious and then when ruby killed oswald everyone was like that's really no that's no come on please you know i mean it's that amazing was, that they didn't have a better plan for oswald back then because like 
that was the plan. They're like, all right, we're going to kill him. So um, when the cameras are directly on him, right, <laughs> run up and kill him. It's just like, why, you know, the, the fact that you would be able to get away with murdering someone now in jail where there's cameras everywhere and everyone has a camera. And then back then in what, like where there was like one camera in the world that they, they got it on, they killed him when, right when he was on live TV. Well, I, yeah. And I think that was like for the conspiracy people on that one. I mean, if someone said, oh, yeah, Oswald just died in his prison cell, everyone would be like, nah, that, that, that doesn't sound right. So they had to make it like if it was a conspiracy, they had to do it. You know, I guess live, because that was the only way I think people would believe it. But also, like, could they just not get to him? I mean, I don't I don't know. It seems weird. Um, I just like the Jack. I mean, the Jack Ruby's his excuse. They're like, why did you kill Oswald? He's like, I was upset for Jackie. I'm like, that doesn't seem like a real response. Yeah. Send her a fucking card. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a really not a good motive. Um, People sometimes. Yeah, have that that I I don't know with this chick. It's it's I'm I'm glad, I guess, that she that she got convicted. But like I said, I'm really surprised. But I don't really know much. Like, have you heard the story? Basically, she would kind of like um, get the women to bring them back. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. I guess, you know, she's kind of, but would she have sex with them too? Was that a thing? They would like have like group sex or something. Oh, I don't think so. I think she was more on the business end, but you know, I, I feel don't like know. a movie of her life would be really fucking hot. <laughs> Especially now she's going to women's prison. I mean, come on. I mean, there's just, and the thing is they'll never, we'll never have the real answers for this. We never will, which will drive the conspiracy people up the wall because They'll, they'll never find out the whole truth to this, will we? No, no, I don't even know if anyone knows the, the the full truth of anything. But I mean, if names started to come out, that would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, like if Trump, I, well, you know, the, you know that clip they always show of Trump with him, but just completely where Trump's like making that like he couldn't look any more sleazy and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, aren't they kind of like, isn't he right next to them? And he's even making a face that completely <laughs> conveys that he's a, like a scumbag. Like he's going like, these like, like he does like the, <laughs> the white man overbite kind of, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They always show that clip. Well, the funny thing is, it's like these QAnon people who know who think the world is some sort of pedophile conspiracy that, you know, Ed, Epstein was a part of. They always like to conveniently forget that Trump was his best friend. I mean, they throw in Clinton, whatever, maybe Clinton, maybe not. Did he do something? But Trump was his fucking friend. <laughs> yeah, there's no video of Clinton, like, you know, doing this, like, um, like pelvic thrust because yeah. he's literally in the clip like isn't he kind of looking at chicks and pointing at yeah like it couldn't be any more like it's like they're in a club he's like right next to Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. he's like pointing at women and he's like going like it's just like if you were doing a parody of a pervert who was doing something perverted with someone perverted it would just be like that's exactly what it lo- everything with Trump is just so like I think I actually remember that obvious. clip because when he, in that clip, he's like pointing and he's like, I think he's saying something like, oh, those girls are hot. And you kind of look at his face, uh, Epstein, and he, it almost seems like he's like they're too old for him. That You know, that it almost had that hit look like, yeah, yeah, they're hot. They're hot. But they're 21. Yeah. So no good. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, so that must be some kind of weird thing. I mean, I, I almost think it's a mental thing of like a turn on. They ha- like if it's if it's wrong and illegal, like it's like, that is, I used to have a joke about that. It's like, 
when Louis CK and the other guy Weinstein would like jerk off in front of them when they didn't want them to. And um, it was kind of like, well, why, why do you have to like have them there? Cause you're just masturbating. But I guess part of it is ruining their life too. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like a rape thing where they, they get off on them having a horrible time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really bad way to describe it, but like, it's not about sex. It's like about dominance. And, then, um, and Louis C.K. had some joke about it. And it was, I think his last special, he's like, what did that, what can I say? I like jerking off, but I'm also lonely. Did he say that in the last special? Yeah, or? I think because the new special, I watched a clip of it. It's kind of funny. If you've seen. You mean, um, is it the Goodwill Hunting clip? Yes. Yeah, that was funny. That was really. So I, I always thought cl- about that when I saw that movie. Yeah, I mean, I saw that clip and I was like, oh, wow, this looks really, this is funny. Like, I'm going to watch this because this seems like vintage Louis C.K. Yeah. He was always good at doing that kind of like taking apart and dissecting these random pop culture things that were kind of in the zeitgeist. I mean, not, but, you know, that's like a popular enough scene that even though it's old, mm-hmm. everyone knows what he's talking about. And I'm, I'm into that. And then I rented the special and the rest of it is just about him like jerking off. And like, I mean, it's not, you didn't watch it. No, no, I didn't know you watched it. That's- I watched like in, about 20 minutes in and I was going in with an attitude of like, I thought I was going to like it because of that clip and right. um, not good. It just was not funny. It just he's uh, like kind of, I read an article. He's, he's like lost something. I don't know what he has like a stain on him. It's like you can. I know <laughs> yeah, I know. Describe it, is. but but there is there's something like tainted about him. And you can tell like he has a I don't give a fuck attitude that he always kind of was always kind of his bread and butter. But it's in like a a darker way now mm-hmm. where he kind of says things like, yeah, I know like this is wrong to say this, but I don't really give a shit like now that you know those things it's just kind of and then it's weird like 40 minutes in he does the goodwill hunting bit it doesn't like fit with the rest and then he goes uh, into like fisting some you know it's just kind of like in the middle of the special he just has kind of a random observation about goodwill hunting that's funny well and the rest of it's not good it's weird with well, his last album uh was nominated for a grammy people were kind of freaking about that um and they're basically saying that cancel culture may not be real because all these people who are getting canceled are yeah, know. I mean, he's fine. I mean, like, you know, he still makes a lot of money. I don't I mean, I will say like I will say I watched this going into it with like I thought I was like, oh, it looks like he kind of got, you know, he kind of figured things out. But it's interesting that he chose that one clip to promote it. And then the rest of it's just a lot of it's really like it's very vintage him, but a lot of it's really sloppy. And you, it almost looks like he just didn't have enough time to like work out the bits well enough. Well, like they the, just kind of end like they'll end with like he does like a black woman's voice at one point point, and it's just kind of like it's like jolting almost it's because it's not funny it's just not funny enough yeah he used to be able to thread that needle better or making something offensive funny um but i think with him like uh i think it's also very hard in the end to cancel a comic because a con or like a podcaster or something because they have their own fan base um, now if you're an actor and you get canceled, that's why some of them like Jeremy Piven, they took up stand-up comedy because yeah. you get blocked out of something. But if you're a comic and you have a fan base, someone will have a venue to put you on. Someone will. Yeah. And you know what was weird about watching it is it's in a packed theater mm-hmm. and the, theater, the crowd right? is like dying laughing the entire time. 
And it's almost it's weird because um, I, I can't really describe it. it it's, you know, like you'll watch someone, a, a comedian, you don't think they're like Jeff Dunham or something. Something you don't think is funny, but the crowd is just or Gallagher. I always had the thing like they're dying laughing. And you're just kind of like, I'm not getting that. I like I'm missing something. And that's how I felt watching it, because they're just like he says things that aren't even that like it's almost like it's like a Pavlovian thing. They're mm-hmm. like so trained for for loving him, I guess, that they're dying laughing at it. the things that I think are subjectively or object, like not funny. And I was one. of You know, I was a diehard Louis fan. I you know, and if he came if he was really funny again, I would. But I the the feeling I had watching most of it was I was like, why is everyone laughing so hard at that? Like for the first time watching, I felt like I didn't get it. Like I was like, I'm missing something here. You got to also not- think, yeah, the people that have stayed with him now are his fucking rabid fans. You know, there was a lot of people who fell off the Louis train, but the ones who stuck around are like, those guys are probably think he's a god. But the thing it's weird is like I was like a diehard Louis fan. I don't right. think you could get it. Like I would always say years ago, I thought he was like, and like a lot of people who, who smart comedians thought he was the best. He clearly was. But now I feel like the fans are people who are like rabid fans, but they're like not really fans, like rabid fans, like I was, because like I'm I'm watching it, being knowing how he was in the past and thinking he's going to still be that. And something was off about it. So it's weird. It's like watching a band be like the uh, audience be appropriated by a weird audience that mm. doesn't seem to really get it. And they're acting like they get it. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? It does. But I think also as a comedian, I, I mean, I I don't I know how, how hard it is to write a funny joke. It's hard. Or a joke. Sometimes you write a joke and you think it's great and you try it out and fucking doesn't work. You're all pissed off. So the fact of the matter that these guys, I mean, he had a few very, very funny specials, but I just think that to keep it up forever, whether he was canceled or not, to keep the quality, it's, it's just impossible. It's like, I don't know how you can't keep topping yourself. It's just too hard. It's too hard to top yourself as a comedian. Every comedian Especially has him that, when the bar was so high. Right. Every comedian has that one great special and they'll have a couple of good other ones. But after a while, you just can't you just can't keep the pace up. Um, first of all, it, a lot of them have writers. I think he does, too, um, because you can't to generate yeah. an I, hour I, I, and of he, and hilarious went, material every year. That's he was getting to that point already. But right before he got the whole thing happened, because I remember like his last couple 2017 which i thought was pretty good but one before that when he was in the round that yeah, was, was the first one that i was like yeah this is sort of like yeah, he was kind of like th- ranting and it was just like you you could almost tell he was uncomfortable with how accepted he was because it was like he wanted he, he was always kind of like an outlier a little bit so he kind of would he was for so long and then all of a sudden he was like this hugely regarded comedian by everyone like in society and in pop culture so it was like you could almost see him being a little uncomfortable like like he was too approved of or you know what i mean like it's a weird thing when i think like it happened to like like someone like eminem who was so angry and was such an outsider and then he finally got to a place where it was like wait a minute everyone loves me like how but i my whole thing is being mad that i'm marginalized and no one right and that's and that's when and then i think sometimes that's why like rappers will create controversy just to be on that other side again 
or even comedians. I mean, you kind of almost wonder with Chappelle, like he seems to be courting controversy because maybe that he thinks in a way that will keep him more relevant. Yeah. Um, because he was, you know, he was another guy who would just, you know, speak to truth. And, um, and I, you know, I think if you're that, just that mainstream guy, if you made your, your voice being that edgy comic, you always have to have something to fight against. So, yeah. And I think, yeah, well, all I was going to say is like, what I think what happens, it's like what you were saying, how you can't keep up that pace and what happens because I remember what, you know, I'm a huge Eminem fan. And so what happened was he got like, he won an Oscar and he, you know, that movie was so huge and he was number one and just everyone like no one like didn't like him anymore. And so, and that's when he started having problems. Like he put in an album that was just very like, it didn't seem like him. It seemed very mm-hmm. like, eh, I, don't, I don't even know what to do anymore. Everyone likes me. So like, right. Plus you're surrounding yourself with sycophants who will not tell you what you're right. doing sucks. So and that's, that's what it felt like with him, with Louie, with this one was like, who are you surrounding yourself with? Cause now it seems like you're surrounding yourself with these people who are like anything you say, everyone's like, yeah. And I was just like, and it was like, every joke was just like, ah, and I was like, dude, what? Like, that wasn't that funny what he just said. Like, <laughs> so there was no. So I think what it's kind of like with him, like he became so great and, the you know, the everyone loved him. And then this thing happened. And instead of like moving and reinventing himself in another direction, he just keeps going up and doing the exact same thing he always did. But like with like less polish and less nuance and putting less into it. And it's like, you're not that guy anymore. Like just go away for a while or something like just, but it's like, he's so desperate to like come back. It's like, well, he he also needs money at this point, you know, does he, I mean, he has so much money. I mean, you don't know. I mean, he lost a lot of money. Um, Plus, you know, he, this was a guy that you always know wanted to keep busy all the time. He, that's why he did 10 different things. Now he's only allowed to do one thing. Why wouldn't he want to do it? I know, but you know, I, I think he has some money. Just it, it's kind of like I, I think that's what's happening. You're kind of watching someone who got to a certain point and then just st- like stopped growing or changing. And it yeah. was like, you know what, dude? Like, if you're just gonna keep doing it's because like, I was watching it, I was and like I said, the goodwill hunting that got me excited. I was like, Oh, this looks like like the stuff that I always liked that he did. And then it was like a lot of like it was like kind of i mean look he's clearly great and he's a genius right. and everything but it's just like it seemed lazy and like like bitter in a way and like dude if you're so mad i mean i understand getting mad at it but just like don't do a like you don't need to do a special every year anymore it's not mm-hmm. you're not that guy anymore just well he might but you know this is the only thing he has i understand it um but i want well, to actually I don't know go fucking jerk off in front like go to hawaii <laughs> and jerk off in front of <laughs> that's what i'd be doing <laughs> Well, no, I, I understand, but I think sometimes, you know, you get like Chappelle was the greatest and like, you know, he left for, I mean, he, he kind of was, I think he made a choice to kind of just, you know, go away, not be in the spotlight. And then when he came back, he was different. And, mm-hmm. you know, Louis is kind of doing the same old shit and it's like, all right, this again. Yeah. But it's like, Hey, remember this, but, but worse, like it's <laughs> not as good now. All right, great. And it's just, it's kind of tarnishing his legacy, which I know the other thing did too, but. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that probably did more. I wanted to actually move on to something, okay. uh, a movie that's on Netflix. Now it's with a monster cast. You got Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, um, Bradley Meryl Cooper. Streep. No, he's not in it. He, he seems like a movie he would be in. 
and it's called Don't Look Up. It's an Adam McKay movie, um, which is a very Did you see po- it? yeah, it's a political satire, um, which I really like, you know. Um, but the critics were kind of hard on it, um, and I was having a conversation with someone the other day about Adam McKay, where he might be at his Louis moment, not the jerking off part, but. He, for years, everyone would just say everything Adam McKay would do is great. So they finally find something that's a little off, a little weird, and the critics pile on. And the movie, you know, is like a metaphor for global warming and COVID. It's really, you know, it's it has cult classic written all over it. If this movie was released in the theaters, which I guess it was, but if it was, you know, old school, it wouldn't have done well. Because it's it's like that movie Idiocracy, where the movie wasn't really appreciated at its time. Yeah. Ten years later, the fact people- that like that cast of being a movie is going to be a cult classic. It's like, <laughs> how is that possible? Like, well, he only probably those guys all did that movie because he was at that level now, Adam McKay, where he was a guy like, you know, he would get all these famous actors in his movies, probably got them for cheap because his budgets aren't that big. And, uh, you know, it's a well, one of those. Is other it things. not good? I like it. I think it was uh, with, you know, they're. It was very interesting, and they took chances. And it, you know, and I think the people thought it was said it was very heavy-handed, like they were kind of throwing it in your face. Is but it that, funny? But yeah, but that was the point of it. They're basically saying it's like a, it's really like a a metaphor for global warming. Like this comet is coming to hit Earth, and like no one's doing anything to stop it. Yeah. And you know, and everyone's just fighting. Or they're Ariana Grande's in it. She plays like a pop star, and everyone cares about more of her relationship than the comet coming. It's funny. That sounds like pretty on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> commentary. Yeah. And it um, is. I think that's the thing. And Meryl Streep plays the president who's kind of Trumpy, not completely. And then Jonah Hill plays her kid. Who's like the, the chief of staff. Who's like a cokehead. And he's, fu- and he's funny in it. I mean, the thing is like that movie I've want, you know, like I've heard about it and I, I feel like that movie right there, like just seals the deal with what, what's happened with movies. And like something I've been talking about for a while and like, and with the pandemic and everything like movie culture just being gone and like it's and it's it's kind of what i was saying like like this thing happens to things in pop culture and like it's funny to watch it happen where there's a shift and no one in the in the, the pop culture or in that business wants to acknowledge it or change anything it's kind of like like comedy central for years like um ignored the internet the internet kind of became this huge thing and platform and they refused to do like online content for you. And then everything changed. And then, yeah. finally, or like Tower Records, like they didn't want to accept that the template was 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 over how it was. And like they didn't want to go with the time. So they went out of business. So it feels like with movies, they're having that moment of like, it took a while. Like, oh, wait, no, it's still the same. It's nothing's changed. Now people go to movies. <laughs> it's like, no, it's over. Like, that's not. Well, the Spider-Man movie did well, and that gives them a glimmer of hope. But that Spider-Man, they threw everything but the kitchen sink in there. Um, I, again, this movie, don't look. I don't care. Look, don't look up. Um, yeah. If I don't care if it was released ten years ago, it still wouldn't have done well. This type, these types of movies, really? never, um, they I, never, I they never do well in the movie. But theater. with all those stars, it's like you're it would have done like... okay. It wouldn't have been a monster hit because it's it was it's too high concept. It's too kind of yeah. intellectual it's that's not the type of movie and also th- that's a good indication those kinds of movies like they used to have an audience and like they would they they wouldn't be huge blockbusters but they would find its audience um, right 
American Hustle, I felt like was kind of like that one of the last ones. It was kind of a little complicated. It was just, it wasn't like a straight up easy movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was kind of sophisticated, but the sophisticated movies for really for adults are just gone. They're not, there's no audience. It's all anyone who's, who's into that, like adults are fine with staying at home and not like, I was the ultimate movie guy. I loved going to the theater. I you can you can barely get me to go to a movie now, um, <laughs> which is crazy. Like I was like three years ago, I would just go see movies I didn't even like. But it's just like now movies seem like a chore and like annoying to me. It's not like a night out. And it's so funny how like the younger generation, they're all just the only movies they're into are these superhero movies. Because I was at a store the other day, and this guy. He was like 20 or something. He's behind the counter. He was talking to the other cashier. He's like, did you see the new Spider-Man? And the person was like, no. He goes, dude, you have to see it. He goes, it's the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. Now, I know when I was 20, I could no, I would never say that a fucking superhero movie would be the great. I mean, have you watched The Godfather? Probably not, obviously. But these are, these are the movies now. These are going to be, be the only movies. It's going to be these stupid. And I and that's the thing, people, because I've been reading it. They're like, oh, well, this is going to save the movie industry. It's like, actually, no, it's more of an indication of like completely where it's gone, that right. this is the only movie that makes money now. Right. A movie that they've rebooted four times in the last 15 years. Just kind of like that's almost more. I feel like that almost like bodes worse for the film industry, that that's the only movie people will mm-hmm. see. And this other movie with like every fucking star in the world, everyone's like, <laughs> I mean, who is bigger than like Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence and Jonah Hill at this point? It's just like, mm-hmm. I don't even know who, who would be beyond. I was trying to think the other day of because now that's what the like licorice pizza was a movie that got a lot of critical acclaim and I think actually did all right for that kind of a movie. But there's no one, there's no stars in it. Bradley yeah. Cooper has like a small part in it, but no one's seeing it. For, like no one's going to see movies anymore for any of these fucking I would people. think the only like kind of bankable maybe movie star right now is probably The Rock. He's probably the biggest movie star in the world now. If you look at right, the what, biggest movie star in the world is like named after a fucking piece of wrestling. rock. <laughs> Like, like you can't even have a normal name and be a yeah. movie star anymore. <laughs> I know that Dwayne Johnson never the, cut it. What? Dwayne Johnson never cut it. He was trying to switch yeah. to that. Have you seen the the Slivers new movie? Like they have to have superhero <laughs> names to even do well now. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it's going to be like, have you seen Aquaman's newest movie? I mean, I'm hearing what, what people, people Spider-Man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing about that. Everyone says the Spider-Man movie is so good, but they're only saying it. I'm like, why is it good? They're like, because every character is in the movie. There's seven Spider-Mans. There's 80,000 villains. I'm like, it just seems to me like a cluttered fucking mess. That sounds like know? a night. Yeah, everyone said that. They're like all the Spider-Mans. I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, what? <laughs> all right. So wh- why do I care that all the Spider-Mans are in it? Like, <laughs> Like Toby Maguire's in it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's I like seeing a Star a Wars movie was... and seeing a Star Wars movie, and they go, like, "How it's a great Star Wars movie because there's thirty hand solos in it." You're like, why? <laughs> it's not about qu- quantity, really. <laughs> right. I used to have a joke about that. Like they would add things in the movie. This was years ago. Like I remember, like uh, they were adding effects into Star Wars to make it look better, and I was like, "That's kind of like in like." Have you seen the new Philadelphia? There's three guys dying of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
dude, it's like three times as sad. It's just, but like, that's the thing. But that's, it would be like that if they came out with like ordinary people again. They're like, there's four families. Yeah, I used to have a joke too, where like, it was like, when remember when they released DVDs and they would go now with added scenes? You know, yeah. they still do that now with stuff, but sometimes it'd be like a horrible movie. And I think at one time it was like Britney Spears Crossroads, the DVD now with added scenes. I'm like, I'm like, they shouldn't really be adding. They should just be deleting scenes. Right. You know, like, right. It should just be now credits. No scenes. <laughs> 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 All right. That sounds like something. Yeah. Just credits. I always thought that too, like Mannequin 2 with deleted scenes. I'm like, these were scenes that weren't good enough to get into the cut of Mannequin 2. <laughs> Is it just a is it just Andrew McCarthy taking a dump? <laughs> it's like in between it's, takes. Yeah, when they have like a really bad movie, and then they ha- oh they'll have oh oh we have these added scenes, and with these scenes now the movie's good. I'm like, no, it's not. You can't add three scenes and make like they did that with Godfather three. They're like, oh, we added all the stuff. Now you'll see it's a good movie, and it's like that's no, it's not. What did you do? <laughs> add the entire first half of Godfather two. <laughs> 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 no it's when they try and fuck with it, it's like dude it's over you just it's not good it's not a good movie right. um, <laughs> yeah that's i don't know so i've like i said i've this has been happening for a while it it, it happened with the music industry it's just, the, like movies just needed to and i think they are pivoting like because they have to figure something out with streaming but it's like movie movie theaters and movies it's just like i don't know maybe it'll come back one day but it's just right now it's just over because i don't give a shit and i was like the the old guard of that stuff like yeah. I, we grew up with it right but now kids are like well i don't even like it's weird i meet kids and they're just like i don't like movies and i'm like how do you not like movies like <laughs> but like i don't know ghostbusters like have you have you talked to one person that's been like this summer oh, i love or this whatever it is, i love ghostbusters i talked to one person who actually went to the premiere you talked to her too right <laughs> and i talked to and she didn't even seem too thrilled <laughs> and it's about her <laughs> the movie is like based on her and she was like yeah it was all right you know how much market you do to get people to the theater <laughs> like we're gonna make this new spider-man movie about you actually it's about tom mccaffrey you're like eh, man, maybe i'll check yeah, it out I'll see you. when when's it streaming <laughs> i know i'm surprised i'm not even i actually someone told me i was in that movie everyone they're just throwing that's how they got to get people to do movies now they just put everyone in the movies so that people will go see it <laughs> well well think about this Everyone actually just wants to be in the movie. So why don't you develop an app where everyone just has videos of themselves up all the time? Oh, wait, they have that already. It's called TikTok. And that's what everyone's watching. I know. That's basically the thing. I think like move, like celebrities, they kind of can't they can't take that. Yeah, like, why would you want to see Leonardo DiCaprio when you could see yourself, you know? Right. And you can even make yourself in movies now. They have an app where you put your face on them. On, like, I do that sometimes. I mean, I, I mean, when he first came out, I was like, oh, now I'm the Joker. <laughs> Where's so, my Oscar? I mean, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, movies were a 20th century invention. Or maybe they were 19. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah. Like, they've been around 100 years. And they feel very 20th century now. They feel mm-hmm. there's... Brady Stanellis, you know, that uh, that author, right? He talks a lot about this because he's really and he's like a pop culture, like scholar, basically. But he has been saying for years that movies are because he loved movies. He grew up on the, you know, loving them and how that the culture, the film culture is dead. But he was saying this in like 2013. Right. Um, and he talks about this thing called Empire. You should uh, I'll say real quick. There, there's he does this essay about Empire and post Empire. And he talks about uh 
pop culture before 9-11 was one way and now after 9-11 it's a totally different way in this in this new um century and how read it's it's kind of it's about how empire was more like celebrities were guarded about their personal life and they just kind of did what they did and they were good at it and they presented a certain um you know version of themselves you know like tom cruise but then post empire with reality tv and entertainment it's all about like to get attention you have to like put your 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 weird quirks and um flaws out there that's what people were like charlie sheen how that kind of was his career resurgence was he's insane he's like that's what you need to do to get attention now and like social media is like look what he's doing like because celebrities you know are like you know, retweeting me, you know what I mean? Like it's just a different, there's no like disconnect anymore between celebrity and regular people. It's just kind of like, we're they're at the mercy more than they were. Are you, are you like reading? Um, What? No, you listen. I, I looked like you were reading. Um, no, I was looking something up, but um, no, I agree with you. Um, like the, 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 the whole thing before was like, Hey, there's like a, we're here, we're up here and you're down here and everyone kind of got sick of that. Now it's like, no, no, you're not here anymore. It's like, <laughs> we're all here. So, and we control your career. So like, then they couldn't take that. So it's kind of, it's interesting to watch them all kind of like scramble. And like I said, Louis, it's happening in, with comedy even. And he, and mm-hmm. I think with the pandemic, there's another empire and post empire happening with pop culture where it's like people, it's changing, but no one wants to admit it. It's like Louis just wants to, I'm, and I'm not like, I have no dog in the fight with Louis C.K. He's fine. I can do whatever he wants. But like, it felt very like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And I guess yeah. I'll make money. And it's like, and then I'll, I'll do the joke and then I'll jerk off. And I'll make a jerk <laughs> off thing. And it's just like, all right. I mean, great. You're like 58. Would, he even kind of alludes into it that he's like done almost. Well, I think he's facing that slowly. Um I want to wrap it up soon, actually, but okay. I wanted to do one more thing because it's a like year of the end, end of the year thing. Um, why don't we do? Uh, you want to have some predictions for next year? You got any predictions? Just predictions for what will for, happen? Yeah, for anything. <laughs> like, all right, let's. let's what's your prediction for uh, COVID? Um, I think it's just going to be a reboot, and they're going to. It's going to be like Spider Man. There's going to be like forty <laughs> different ones. That's kind of what's happening with you, like COVID. It's just like. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think people, that's another thing. Maybe people are kind of coming to terms with where like COVID isn't this thing that's going to be one day. It's like, oh, it's over. It's like, it's here to stay and just get used to it or, you know, get, don't get vaccinated. Get fat. These people weren't going to get vaccinated. They're they're all crazy. They're not going to do anything. This is the country you live in that I, that's, it's just not going to go away. All you can do is do take all the precautions you can and stay healthy and stay away from idiots you know, well, you know the, and, the one good thing is, you know, Trump has been uh, Biden did a great thing. He kind of set a trap for Trump. He started giving Trump credit for the vaccine. So Trump yeah. started going around saying, oh, yeah, the vaccine's great. I took it three times. And now his supporters are turning on him. This could be the one thing where he could lose his supporters. There's no doubt in my mind because yeah, they are that, all they, in on this. I mean, they people, are really mad fucking about died, him. you know. Yeah, maybe. And I think it's going to be, you know, the everyone's like, yeah, he's going to run and he's going to get the nomination. I think that's true. But I think it's going to be kind of like what I was saying now, where like 
he's going to try and run like it's 2015 again. And it's just not going to be, it's not the same anymore. And no. it's just, he's going to, he's going to go to the same playbook and everyone's just get, it's just, I think it for the most part, it's going to be boring to a lot of people. Well, let me throw something else at you. So he runs, right. And then he's like the pro vaxxer Republican. There will be some candidate that will run to his right and be the anti-vaxxer one. And that guy will have he will give Trump a very hard time getting the nomination because they're all in on that. They're all in on the the more the more crazy ideological one than Trump, like fucking Alex Jones. Well, like DeSantis, but all these guys also they have all kind of admitted that they got the vaccine, but they don't tout it. So I feel like if this virus is going on the next couple of years, the guy who might win the Republican nomination will be a fucking anti-vaxxer lunatic, which will actually be a good thing in 2024 because most of the country is vaccinated. So if they end up nominating yeah. like some anti-vaxxer, that person will not win. There's no fucking way. I don't. Yeah, I, you're probably right, but yeah. I, he'll he'll change his state. You know, it's going to be the old thing. He just it doesn't matter what he said. He just changes it right in the moment. So. But yeah, I haven't watched it. They booed him or something when he said he got vaccinated, and and then I, he he got he he's oh Alex Jones turned on him right because he yeah and and people are like now they want to do an intervention for him. I'm like an intervention. This is how he got the vaccine three times. You can say anything you want. <laughs> you he's pro vaccine. You can't you he, yeah. What are they going to do? Give him a blood transfusion? <laughs> 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 um, I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I just feel like with the pandemic and all this shit, like obviously there's like a fatigue going on, but yeah, that's, I just, it's going to, it's here to stay and you can kind of keep getting mad and about the, the vax and, or whatever. It's just kind of like, it's kind of being, it's like being surrounded by crazy people. And you just kind of have to keep your head and not like, and, and just keep going forward. Is there another thing you want uh, another prediction? Um, well, you're, you're saying the movie industry will be dead. Uh, COVID will still be around. Um, I'd buy stock in COVID more than I wouldn't. Yeah, it's so hard to predict. Yeah, I mean, look, you go into twenty twenty one, you're thinking, all right, all right, Biden's in, COVID vaccine. You you had so many different predictions for this year, so I can't even really predict much for next year. I mean, I'm sure it'll just be a something new will come up that'll just be a shit show. (laughs) I don't even I don't even know what it'll be, but um. I, yeah, and I like I, I think the movie industry is just kind of was dying a slow death already, and mm-hmm. like I said, it's still around, and you know, but like the Matrix I was reading didn't make money apparently. Right. Well, it wasn't going to be in the theater because there's they're giving it away for free on HBO Max, but I read some reviews about it, and they're like, they're I don't know why they what was why did they make this movie? They didn't see any point in making this. Yeah, and again, I was kind of like excited to see that. I was like, oh, but again, like I just. You know, I was in Hawaii doing nothing and I didn't even never occurred to me to watch. I, you know, and I, I watched that Lucy movie, Ricky, the Ricardo movie. Oh, I saw that, too. Yeah. I like literally I keep falling asleep every 20 minutes. Like <laughs> I, I, I've, I can't finish the movie because I always fall asleep. And it's not even that I don't like it. I just. No, but there was but no that, point. To, there was no point to that movie either. It was that also right there signals what movies are to me now. It's like. 
the idea of going to a movie and sitting for two and a half hours seems like daunting almost. But now it's like, you know, and I'll watch 30 minutes and then I'll fall asleep. I'll watch the rest <laughs> of it later. That's kind of like movies are like sandwiches to me now. Like, oh, yeah. I'll leave the, the other half for tomorrow. Um, like I, I saw know. Licorice Pizza in the theater. That was like the last thing. And I, I really liked it, but I don't give a shit about it at all. I know <laughs> I never want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I not one person has been like, Hey, I love that movie ever. So it's kind of like, there's, they're not in the conversation. They used to have like a, I've talked with, there, there used to be a mystique and it, it's gone. So it's gone. So no other predictions, right. nothing. I, um, I predict Chappelle is going to come out with a special and everyone's going to get mad. And <laughs> I think, I think it's happening with comedy too. Something is changing with stand up. Obviously it's been going, but there's going to be some kind of it, it's coming with with like it's what I was saying before at the pandemic and post pandemic everyone kind of jumped right back in to be like okay we're back this is it again like, like I was listening to a, a a good comedian the other day and it was good and I was like hey, I don't I don't like it's like I'm not even in comedy anymore or something like listening to like it seems like a it's becoming like an outdated you know what I mean I don't know or. It's definitely oversaturated, but I think the thing that people like the most about stand-up comedy, I mean, I guess people like watching videos and stuff, but, you know, people still go to the clubs because it's live, you know, there's not a lot of things to do anymore, you know, and I think that people really don't want to risk COVID to see a movie because they can see that at home, but the experience of being in a club, I just see it. That's what people like. They like the live performance aspect of it. This week, actually, in New York City, it hasn't been, it, it's definitely wasn't as good as last year because a lot of people aren't in town or two years ago. This used to be a great week for comedy, but the comedy clubs were holding up pretty decently because they closed all the Broadway shows. So oh. when people came into the city, they're like, it's either jazz club or fucking comedy. And a lot of people don't like jazz. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's between jazz and anything. I think it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, don't I, I was always kind of thinking that, but maybe it's just, I think it's, it's probably just a personal thing with me. I guess because I've done it so long and just listening to it seems very like, you know, like I haven't really done it in a little. Like it's been like maybe two weeks, which is a long time actually. But yeah. like, I had that thing where I'm like, I don't know, like I think of jokes all the time, but I'm like, and then what? I wrote a joke and it's funny and then I'll <laughs> do it and they might hate it. And it's like, and then, all right. Well, your negative, uh, your negative <laughs> experience thing. That's funny. <laughs> it's kind of similar. I think it's sort of similar in Louis C.K. Joe, but it's different enough. With a negative money and his balance. Yeah. yeah. But it's no. different. It's like, that's what comedy is, is like doing it in a different Right. And I didn't, when I thought of it, I didn't think of it. I completely, I was like, how is this a fucking option? Negative (laughs) two years. (laughs) All right. We should uh, wrap up. Um, So we'll, like Elaine Maxwell, it's a big thing. She's going to jail. Uh, We'll, you know, we're going to, yeah, I'll uh, tweet that out about her. Um, And uh, rate and review this podcast. Subscribe. Uh, I think we're going to record another one tomorrow. And we got a big guest lined up. And, um, by Silk City Hot Sauce at SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use the promo code Brooklyn. And then we get money. And join our Patreon. Yeah, a few more people just uh, signed up. So yeah, we have some bonus episodes. And listen to Plot Smokers. I was looking at the charts the other day, and this this LA2B was like number 70, and Plot Smokers was number 50. So wow. we're t- two in the top 100. Wow. We're like fucking uh, Adele on the top 10. We got six hits. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) um... 
I've always said this podcast is like Adele. If people, people always ask me to describe it, I'm like, if it, if Adele was a podcast, um, okay. So we'll see you next time. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Later.